Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. I've been doing reviews since 1996, covering all eras of film, all genres, whatever you are looking for. I'm sure you will find a lot of that there at my website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. While you're there, I do encourage you to check out my other podcast that covers films of the 1980s. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies, and included in those are films that are superhero movies from the 1980s. The Superman films, you have Batman, you have the Swamp Thing films, all of those DC Universe, and you can check that out at my website, quipster.net, for the link, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at a film... That is part of the DC Extended Universe, DCEU, and it's the eighth film in that particular series. It is called, well, it's called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. At least that's what it was in the title until it didn't have a good opening weekend. And then the folks at Warner Brothers decided, hey, a lot of people are not knowing that this is a Harley Quinn film, so let's make Harley Quinn the title of the movie. And now... In advertisements and other places, online apps and ticketing agencies and what have you, it is now called Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, it's actually an R-rated film, which is another issue with it finding traction because a lot of the people who are attracted to Harley Quinn as a character happen to be not quite old enough to see an R-rated film in the theaters. It does have very strong violence. It has a lot of pervasive language. Some sexual and drug material are also in the film. The runtime, it's actually the shortest, I think, of the DCEU films. It's one hour and 49 minutes. Margot Robbie reprising her role for Harley Quinn and bringing in Ewan McGregor, Rosie Perez, Journey Smollett-Bell, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Chris Messina, Ella J. Basco, and Ali Wong. Kathy Yan is the director. Their screenplay credited to Christina Hodson. Now, Birds of Prey, or Harley Quinn if you prefer, it's directed by a former reporter for the Wall Street Journal back in the day, Kathy Ann. She is also a filmmaker. She did a film called Dead Pigs a couple of years ago. It was an acclaimed film. It's still looking for distribution in the United States, though, so not many people here have actually seen that film. But she did enough to impress and get the directorial chair for Birds of Prey. It's a spinoff from the commercially successful but very critically maligned DC Extended Universe team of villains film called Suicide Squad. And it is very much in keeping with the mayhem and the madness that permeated that release. Birds of Prey existed as a property long before this film. It was most notably in the pages of DC Comics. It also was a short-lived TV show for the WB back in the years 2002 to 2003. Only 13 episodes were made, though. But this take is very much in keeping with the DC Extended Universe vibe. The colorful antics, the music video stylistics, the ultra-dynamic action sequences. It's very much in that mold. Now, the idea for a Harley Quinn spinoff feature was before she even appeared on the screen in Suicide Squad. It was back in 2016, and it was mostly due to the popularity of the character as well as of Margot Robbie as an actor. The Birds of Prey had been slated to appear in this film. She wanted it to be an ensemble film, and it was also going to serve initially as an introduction of Batgirl into the DCEU. Margot Robbie signed on not only to star, but she also used her production company, 
to help develop it. And over the next couple of years, Batgirl, she was removed from the film's development to make her own solo film. Joss Whedon was slated to script, and then he ended up leaving the project after struggling to come up with a workable story. And he was replaced in 2018 with Christina Hodson. Hodson is also scheduled to write the upcoming movie featuring The Flash, but she is the screenwriter for Birds of Prey here. Now, at the same time, Kathy Ann ended up getting attached to direct this spinoff, the Birds of Prey film, with Hodson scripting here. Birds of Prey was set to include a part for Barbara Gordon, aka the original Batgirl, but the studio decided to cut her role out and save it for her later solo debut. Now, also within the same pocket universe, there's also development for a sequel to Suicide Squad, a direct sequel led by Gavin O'Connor, and that's set to begin production later in this year. And Jared Leto's Joker is going to have his own solo spinoff as well. Supposedly, we'll see, because the box office did not do so well here, and that may be a sign of things to come. Now, Robbie, as a producer, wanted this to be specifically an R-rated film, and she really had to fight hard to get that to happen, because back in 2016... You know, R-rated films were not quite as common as they are today for superheroes. And, you know, she argued that this is a story that's told from the point of view of Harley Quinn. Her mind would not sanitize her own storytelling to appease a PG-13 crowd. So, of course, it's going to be an R-rated story in her mind. Maybe even more than that. But, of course, NC-17 is not marketable at all, especially for a superhero film. Now, given its parent film, Suicide Squad was rated PG-13. Warner Brothers did have some understandable qualms, but when Deadpool for Fox and Marvel was released to huge success, it did give this project an opening to get it done, and that was under the condition that they could keep it a lower-budget film, like about $75 million. It did come in quite a bit ahead of that amount. There's some estimates that range anywhere between $80 million and $100 million were spent for the production of this film, which kind of is leading to a lot of hot water if they can't recoup that, especially given that the R rating means that it's not going to be playing in big markets like in China, for instance. Now, they were also looking for a woman to direct this feature because it was going to be a female-led film. And of the women that they interviewed, they preferred Kathy Yan's approach the best. She only had that one indie drama to her credit, but she emphasized a strong color palette for her direction. She wanted the costumes to be directly reflective of each of the characters' personalities. She had some experience there with ensemble cast because of her previous effort, and she had a commitment and a desire to emphasize action sequences that minimized gun violence. And that was something that was appealing. Harley, she does have a gun in this film. She shoots up a police station, but it's a non-lethal firearm. It shoots beanbags and smoke bombs and glitter bombs. And More than this, though, it was Yan's realization that the theme is of personal growth through self-confidence, breaking barriers in one's own mind much like she is doing in real life because she thought she could direct and she took on this big-budget Hollywood superhero flick. And I think lastly, women can achieve great things if they work together instead of tearing each other apart. That's a key element of Birds of Prey in terms of its theme. And that extends both to the action on the screen and behind the production that's making it. 
The storyline here is told from Harley Quinn's point of view. She occasionally breaks the fourth wall to reveal to us her thoughts, her opinions. She's a very unreliable narrator in that respect, and that leads to this very zany overall vibe for the story that she's telling. This does pick up with Harley Quinn just following her dastardly dreamboat, the Joker, breaking up with her. And she's in the spin-out of their toxic relationship, leaving her in shambles. A new baddie, though, ends up emerging, this oft-unhinged club owner named Roman Sianus, whose alter ego is another powerful villain in Gotham City known as Black Mask, and he secured a rare diamond worth so much that with it he could afford to build upon his protection racket operation and become actually the biggest crime kingpin in Gotham City. Nobody's going to be able to touch him. With that kind of money, the diamond is stumbled onto and then taken by this pickpocket extraordinary named Cassandra Kane, who ends up swallowing it to avoid having to give it up when she's going to be frisked by police. And that makes her the most sought after person in the city, especially after Roman places a half million dollar bounty on her. Now, all of this ends up leading to Harley forming a ramshackle team of women in the third act with grievances with Black Mask to finally put an end to his murderous ways. The team includes Huntress, a.k.a. Helena Bertinelli. She's kind of a Punisher-type mafia princess turned vigilante who rides a motorcycle and she shoots a crossbow. There's Black Canary, a.k.a. Dinah Lance, a singer in town. She has extra powers beyond that. Leading the case of this investigation is the Gotham City Police Department detective Renee Montoya, played by Rosie Perez, and newcomer Ella J. Basco plays Cassandra Kane. Notably in the comic books, Cassandra Kane for a short period of time was Bad Girl. She's now called Orphan in the current continuity at the time of this recording. But there was some speculation there that this was the introduction of Bad Girl. I think they're going to go in a different direction, though. This DCEU release does represent the first major Hollywood superhero film directed by an Asian-American woman. Yan became attracted to the project because it does have the, this complex nature of the personality of Harley Quinn. She has a PhD in psychology with an emphasis on mental illness, yet she's also mentally ill. She's a sociopath. She happens to have many of those afflictions that she diagnoses in others, and especially schizophrenia. Her identity in recent years was mostly as the girlfriend of the Joker, but now that they've broken up, she has to do some reflection. She has a hard time trying to figure out who she is, her identity as an individual apart from the Joker. A female empowerment is the main theme that runs throughout Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn ends up encountering several other strong young women who have a history of being identified with domineering men, but who have to find a way to grow beyond that. Harley Quinn says in the film regarding her name, you know what a Harlequin is? Harlequin's role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. And no one gives two bleeps who we are beyond that. And that's really very telling. Once she realizes that she does not need a male master to have her identity, she proceeds on the road to becoming a master of her own destiny. And that road is the harder one to travel down for many women who feel that they may need a male protector in this dirty world. And the women in Birds of Prey soon realize that they can have greater protection with each other instead of just a man. And Harley meets several other women who are challenged with their own anger issues at various things, whether they're feeling overlooked in their profession or in their families or they're treated as property of someone with power. It's a very violent world. The only way to achieve power is to show that they can be just as willing to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the other baddies out there trying to shut them down. So Yan and her screenwriter, Christina Hudson, they set up many skirmishes featuring some very well choreographed 
hand-to-hand fighting with a variety of melee weapons, crossbows, as I mentioned, other forms of weaponry that aren't just guns. With the exception of Black Canary, these women really don't have any superpowers to claim, so there's a lot of fighting right there on ground level. Definitely a main emphasis of this brawler of a film. Now, to get into the head of Harley Quinn and understand why she would stay in such a an abusive relationship with the Joker. Margot Robbie did a lot of research trying to look at traits for real-life women who stay in terrible relationships with abusive men. In particular, she found many keys to be found within a play, Sam Shepard's Full for Love, and that helped all of that to click in her mind as to how she really wanted to approach Harley Quinn's personality and her storyline here. Gotham City itself usually is an entity in a Batman feature, It's a bit of a different look from the typical films that star Batman. You know, Batman's features tend to accentuate blackness, grimness. Sunlight is rarely something that makes an appearance in a Batman movie. Gotham City, as envisioned in this Harley Quinn feature, is more sunny. It's vibrant. It's colorful. It's a film very much in keeping with where it was actually shot in the Los Angeles region. It was shot there to take advantage of new tax incentives offered for location shooting within California, and it's also very ground level in its scope. You know, a Batman film usually feels very oppressive, monolithic architectural designs, claustrophobic areas, sets, and things that he's crawling around in, in the subways and whatnot. This film is definitely not all about that. It really continues the aesthetic of David Ayer's Suicide Squad. It has that punky, Crayola colored style palette within its makeup and costumes for its anti heroes, and that sunny disposition that is kind of incongruous with the very dark and disturbing action on the screen. Now, this film does earn its R rating beyond just letting F bombs flow. The violence here is brutal. Harley Quinn employs her trademark moves. She smashes bad guys with a mallet, or she delivers a broken limb, or two, or three, or I lost count somewhere in there. Roman is a bit gruesome in the message he wants to send to others. There's a scene where he's having a few hostages being hung upside down, and then he orders their faces removed with a knife. It's kind of a gruesome scene in and of itself. Now, those who choose to connect with Birds of Prey's underlying feminist message, you might find more connection with the material than most others who are probably just choosing to see this as a film with straight-up superhero narrative. Taken on its own terms, I still think, despite its theme, there is much left to be desired by Birds of Prey. The humor here is not particularly funny. The personalities of all of these characters lack depth, and the situations, they tend to feel like things that we've seen before in run-of-the-mill gangster films, martial arts action flicks, and even superhero films as well. It's all very cliché to a certain respect. But, you know, there are moments when it does come alive. I think the best part of Birds of Prey can be said to have been the best part of Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie's inspired performance as Harley Quinn. I think she's perfect as Harley Quinn. She's completely insane. She lacks a moral backbone, and yet Margot Robbie finds a way to keep her alluring. She's athletic. She's comical. She's vulnerable. She's this mix of ditzy gal who seems like she walked out of a screwball comedy from the 1940s, but if she were also imbued with a head for psychology that allows her to readily understand the motivation of just about anyone around her in ways that even those particular individuals are not even aware. You know, maybe if we delved more deeply into Harley Quinn's psychology, much in the way that Walking Phoenix was able to do with Joker, maybe that would be a movie that would be worth following for Harley Quinn. But unfortunately for Margot Robbie, 
Both of the films in which Harley Quinn is portrayed has her sharing a lot of screen time with a plethora of characters that are far less interesting. Unlike Suicide Squad, though, which made people wonder how fun it would be if Harley Quinn got her own movie, I don't think there are any secondary roles within Birds of Prey that will have audiences wishing they could see an offshoot, which may not bode well for the Batgirl solo film if they decide to use, however slim it may be of a chance, this film's version of Cassandra Cain. I think the best part of Birds of Prey as a superhero film comes in the amusement park funhouse climax. You have the Birds of Prey acting as a team, trying to take down the baddies using a variety of weapons and eye-popping techniques through well-choreographed martial arts moves. It's all very eye-popping and appealing, and unfortunately, though, the prior 90 minutes of screen time do little to give us any vested interest in what's going on during these battles. Our interest is solely in admiring the presentation instead of feeling those individual stakes involved for all of these characters. Now, fittingly, one would imagine the film itself plays out like Harley Quinn as a character. Brash, violent, audacious, crazy. But it's also like Harley Quinn on the downside. It's thinly defined. It's unfocused. It's sadistic at times. It's in poor taste during those times as well. And it is very comical in tone without actually being very funny. I laughed at least two dozen times when I watched Deadpool in the theater. I didn't so much as have even a single chortle during the entire run of Birds of Prey, even though I recognized there were many, many attempts to be humorous. And I think it's not a good sign for a movie when I'm walking out of the theater thinking more about getting an egg and bacon sandwich, like Harley ravenously consumes within the course of this film, than I am thinking about anything else I witnessed for the prior 109 minutes runtime. So for that... This is a real borderline call for me in terms of whether I want to give it two stars or two and a half stars. It's right there out of four. But because of my rule of thumb, when it's on the border between two grades, I give it the lower of the two grades on a first time watch. So two stars is going to be the best I can give. Birds of Prey for now. I don't think this is the kind of movie that I will ever come around on. There are certain moments that I do enjoy. Maybe I'll give it a watch again later and see if I do kick it up to that two and a half star rating, but I came away very disappointed. I'm a huge Harley Quinn fan. I am a collector of Harley Quinn merchandise since back in the 90s, so I am really into the character, but it's really a letdown to see what they do. I think they have a great Harleen Quinzel here with Margot Robbie, but she is being squandered with substandard material, and I hope they manage to do something more with her that is much more interesting than what we're seeing here. Joker definitely did a lot of this material and much better and much more memorably. This film is colorful, but I think eventually it's going to be known as the least successful financially DCEU film. It's not the worst, but it definitely is far from the best in that regard. So two stars out of four is what I give Birds of Prey. I'm sure there are many people who have their own thoughts on Birds of Prey. It's going to run the complete gamut between one star and four stars, I think, for a lot of people, depending on what they're looking for going into it. If you have your own thoughts that you want to impart to me, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. You can also find links to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page, my Instagram, or just get my email there. Any of those ways are adequate to get in touch with me. Until next time, thanks so much for listening, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. Without a woman or a girl.